This is an NBA Finals edition of the Denver Gazette Sports Podcast. I am your host, Chris Schmedeke. I am joined by Vinny Benedetto and Tyler King to break down the NBA Finals between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. Stay tuned. The NBA Finals are finally here. Game one is set for Thursday as the Denver Nuggets finally have an opponent, the Miami Heat. Are going to be coming here for games one and two after their game seven win over Boston. Got a little dicey. I thought we would be recording this podcast a little, a little earlier than we are, but um, we're here and it's time to start. So we're going to preview everything. And I've got Vinny Benedetto live from the train station. Vinny, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. And I've got Tyler King as well to break it all down. Tyler, how's it going? Not too bad. Exciting times here, here in Denver. I mean, back to back years with a, uh, summer finals uh in town at ball arena so a lot of uh, a lot of fun yeah it's pretty cool um real quick before we dive into the matchup i'm gonna spring a quick question on you guys do you guys have a favorite finals moment i do <laughs> okay go ahead i uh i grew up a Cavs fan so that Kyrie shot lebron chase down all Kevin right Love stuff, that's uh that's by far my uh my number one all right tyler you got anything I, I was 100% positive that was going to be Vinny's. Just yeah, I figured. Of, uh, <laughs> but um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I have a favorite. Maybe um, the Ray Allen shot was was really fun. I was, yep. I think I was in either middle school or early high school when that happened. Um, so that was, that was really cool. That was really when I started really getting into the NBA at that point. So um, that, that was a whole lot of fun to watch those those Heatles teams and that Ray Allen shot was epic. So those are pretty good ones. Uh, I'm older than you guys. So uh, Jordan against Utah always sticks with me. Um, and also more recently, the whole alley-oop to Giannis against Phoenix was pretty sweet. That, that, that pretty gutsy and pretty sweet. So that's one that I always remember too. And I've always liked Giannis, I, but uh, yeah, that was pretty sweet. All right. So let's dive into this year. We got nuggets. We got heat. Uh, I, I was going to go through each matchup, kind of the player matchups, but first I just wanted to ask you guys, do we think that rust is going to be any kind of problem for the Nuggets? Vinny, I'll start with you. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I, I think the Nuggets have to be willing to to make up for any rust. I think you, you see rust just in terms of missing open shots and that kind of stuff. I think you have to be able to counterbalance that with, uh, with just physicality and effort, you've got a Miami team who played last night, got into Denver, I believe, early this morning. Um, so they should be tired after uh, a hard-fought seven-game series. So if there is rust, and I think there's there's a good chance there is some, um, just not having played competitive basketball for nearly 10 days, uh, I think you got to be able to, to fight that off with just uh, effort and intensity. And Tyler, I'm going to ask you this minute. I think – the fact that game one is at Ball Arena will probably knock that rust off pretty fast. Yeah, that 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 would be my big uh, sticky point with the uh, the big long layup. I think the Nuggets um, should have always been rooting for Miami just based off of matchup alone and having home court advantage. Because I do think there would have been a chance that game one in Boston could have been tricky um, if the Celtics would have won last night. Maybe in a, if it was in a dominant fashion. I mean, just coming off an emotional high. Uh, game seven win while the Nuggets were were off for a week and a half. I think there could have been a chance that game one on the road could have been tricky for Denver given the long layoff just because 
you know, they've talked about the last couple of days. I wrote about this in today's Denver Gazette, just kind of, there's no real way to replicate um, playoff intensity um, in practice. I mean, they're trying their best, but there's no real way to replicate it. So game one on the road could have been tough, but um, I'm kind of with Vinny. I think they'll be all right come Thursday night here at Ball Arena. I think the the bigger challenge is for the Heat with just having come off. I mean, their starters played a lot, a lot of minutes last night um, on the road in Boston, had to hop on a flight. Now they have to adjust altitude as well. So I think the bigger challenge is for Miami in this one, start, especially in game one. The Nuggets have been dominant in all three game ones. I know the Laker game got close, but they have just blown people out in all three game ones. And I kind of expect the same thing on Thursday night. But let's uh, let's talk about matchups, like player matchups. I know, you know, teams switch and all that stuff now. So it's hard to do this. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, Jamal Murray and Gabe Vincent, point guards. Who has the edge in that matchup? What do you guys think? Vinny, we'll go with you first. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's got to be Jamal, but maybe by a smaller margin than I would have said two weeks, a month ago. Um, Gabe Vincent's playing at a really high level. His shot-making ability has been uh, pretty incredible. And I just think Jamal, you know, if they are to guard one another, which I'm not sure is going to be the case. Right. Um, but if it is, I mean, Jamal's just got a little bit more size, more strength. So I think uh, I think the Nuggets can feel pretty good about that matchup. What do you see in that one, Tyler? Yeah, I really have been impressed with with Gabe Vincent so far, but it's it's still probably Jamal Murray. I mean, I'll have a story um, in tomorrow, Wednesday's Denver Gazette about both Gabe Vincent and Aaron Gordon. Kind of, I talked to one a guy that coached both of them um, in college, um, so that'll be interesting to to look out for. But yeah, I've been impressed with Gabe Vincent, but I, I still think Jamal Murray this stage is kind of built for him. We've kind of seen him in these playoffs so far just kind of live up to the moment at, you know, at every turn, especially that big game three uh, in Los Angeles, the, the 30 points in the first half. Um, I, I just feel comfortable that, that Jamal Murray is kind of live up to the moment. And I mean, Miami's going to need Gabe Vincent to keep shooting the way he has. Um, they're going to need that 40 plus percent from three from all the guys like Gabe Vincent, you know, Max Struess, um, obviously Caleb Martin, you know, all those guys are going to need to continue to shoot the ball well. So um, yeah, I think it is closer than, than maybe Nuggets fans would like, but I, I'll still give Jamal Murray the advantage there in that matchup. Yeah, and I'm starting to think that Jamal Murray may see some Max Struess probably in this series a little bit. Um, but, you know, so I have Max Struess and KCP who are, are similar players. You know, they play defense, they shoot the three. So who's got the edge there, Tyler? Nuggets or Heat? Yeah, I think it's the Nuggets just because of KCP's experience. I mean, Max Struess has been really impressive um, I mean, he's kind of the complete opposite player the, of what he was in college uh, to Paul. He was kind of like a ball dominant. Um, he played like a, he was a guard, but he played bigger um, kind of in the post a little bit. He wasn't really kind of just a spot up shooter. Um, he wasn't a three and D guy in college. He was the best player on his team. Um, but I'll still give the edge to KCP. I think you're absolutely right, Chris. They are, they do very, they do very similar things for their teams, but um, I, I trust KCP in this this spot as well with how well he's played so far in the postseason. Yeah, KCP is the guy with the ring in the Nuggets locker room. So, so Vinny, who do you see having the edge in that one? Yeah, I'm with Tyler. I think it's KCP and the Nuggets. Um, and to the experience point, and I think KCP just has the ability to kind of um, ignite the Nuggets uh, defensively, getting them out in transition, getting them running, uh, you know, getting fast break points, open threes. Um, so yeah, I think KCP's just 
got a little bit more bounces, balance to his game that I think uh, fits the Nuggets a bit better than what Max is given the Heat. All right, so this is a fun one. Uh, MPJ versus Caleb Martin, who Caleb Martin became Steph Curry in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know if they're going to be guarding each other either. You know, like I said, there's so much switching. But, you know, MPJ is a little bigger than Caleb Martin. But, you know, if Caleb Martin shoots like that, the Nuggets could be in trouble. So who's got the advantage there, Vinny? Um, oof, that's tough. Like, we're talking about the Caleb Martin we've seen, like, in the last 10 right. days, not Caleb Martin that we've seen. That got cut from the Hornets? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I don't want to give a Nuggets a clean sweep here, and I think, you know, whenever Jimmy Butler comes up, we'll, we'll give the heat there nod. Um, but I still think it's Michael Porter Jr. Like, I don't know if I'm alone on this, but, like, I've been really impressed with MPJ's defense so far Without in the playoffs not, it just, to the point where it's not being it's not a huge issue anymore um i have to think there's going to be some shooting regression from from caleb martin um but if not if not then it's really close but i'll, I'll give the slight edge to mpj just because i think his his shooting numbers are more established over a larger sample size and uh, i think the rebounding will probably the rebounding in the size just gives denver a bit more I think Caleb Martin led the Heat in rebounding in that series, too. So there's that. Uh, and also, you know, you talked about MPJ's defense. People, they're not hunting him like I feel like they used to. So, you know, I, I think he really has gotten better defensively. Tyler, who do you give the edge? Yeah, I'll stick with MPJ as well. I mean, um, I think just kind of doing this exercise kind of kind of represents my overall feelings of the series. Like, you kind of break down each individual matchup, and it's hard to find one where – or multiple that you really like for, for Miami. But I mean, that's just kind of the nature of this team. You probably would have said that too. If you did a similar exercise in heat Celtics prior to that series, but um, yeah, I mean, MPJ is just, I think a better version of Caleb Martin. I think at this point, um, I don't think he's as good of a defender um, as Caleb Martin is, but he's, you know, taller. I think he's a better rebounder overall. Um, you know, MPJ had a career high six assists and getting the, clo the closeout game against the Lakers. So let's, give him some props for his passing getting better as well. Um, but yeah, I think he's MPJ is actually going to be a difficult matchup for a Miami team that is definitely more undersized than the Nuggets. And I think this would be a chance for MPJ to shine and get plenty of shots off from the perimeter. Could be an MPJ coming out party. It could be, he, he could be one of those X factor guys that shows up in the finals, but I guess we'll see. All right, here's the fun one. Aaron Gordon, Jimmy Buck, Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Butler, or Jimmy Buckets, whatever. Uh, but um, so you know, Aaron Gordon, we know who he's guarded the first three rounds. Now it's going to be just as you know, just as challenging for him. So Tyler, who has the edge there? I, I know offensively it's Jimmy Butler, but Gordon's defense kind of trumps everything. Well, what do you see there? Yeah, I mean, this is the matchup. I think everyone's kind of excited to see the real, the real hoop heads are, are excited to watch. Aaron Gordon guard Jimmy Butler just and I actually think it even though I will give the edge to Butler just based I I just have to I don't think there's any way you can't with how he's played and just kind of overcome everything and kind of drug this heat team to, to the finals to the where they've gotten to this point but I do think it is a good matchup for Gordon considering Butler's not a real dynamic threat on the on the perimeter I mean he's shot the ball well in the postseason much better than he did in the regular season. I mean, he's just kind of turns it on in the playoffs as we've seen in the last two years, but um, you know, he likes to get to his spots in the paint, um, likes to pump fake, but I, I do think Gordon has the physicality to match up with that. 
and make it tougher on Butler than he's had to than he's had at all so far in this postseason. So I, you know, while I will give the edge to Miami there and probably the only spot I will give the edge, maybe I'll give them the edge on the bench as well. But um, in the starting lineup, that's that's the only spot I'll give Miami the edge. But you know, I don't think it's as wide a gap as uh, many people might think. Yeah, Gordon's a big. I mean, he's got a little bit of size on Butler. So Vinny, how do you see that one? That's the marquee matchup, to be honest. Yeah, and I, I think it's got to lean Butler fairly significantly just at the level he's played at so far this postseason. It seems like whenever there's a big moment, he's up to it, if not exceeding it. Um, so yeah, but if, if Aaron Gordon makes that a close matchup, then I think if you're a Nuggets fan, you got to be pretty excited about this series maybe not being a very challenging one. And I think he has the, the capabilities of doing that. You know, not many guys have his kind of blend of size, strength, and athleticism. And, you know, Jimmy's tough as nails, and he's not going to let anyone have a, an easy night while guarding him. But I think Aaron is pretty well uh, situated to, to make it a fight. Could be some Aaron Gordon bully ball on Jimmy Butler. No slight to Jimmy Butler. He's a pretty built guy. and But Aaron Gordon's just another type of human when he starts backing those guys down like that. We can see plenty of that. All right, so now we've got that guy named Nikola Jokic versus Bam Adebayo. I mean, this is no offense to Bam. He's a he's a pretty good player. He, he couldn't put the ball in the basket in the last two games of that Eastern Conference Finals, but he struggled guarding Joker. And so, Vinny, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we're all leaning Joker on this one. Yeah, what's what's a stronger word than leaning? Yeah, right. I, uh, I am falling we, over on Joker on on that. We one. strongly pick Joker. <laughs> Yeah, I said I think I've said it in one of our earlier podcasts, but his ability to just continually raise his level, I think, is kind of setting him apart from anybody else in the playoffs. Uh, I think he's kind of matchup proof at this point, where where the Nuggets feel like they've seen just about everything you can throw at him, and it doesn't take him too long to to come up with a solution. Um, so yeah, it, it could be uh, like 2002 Shaq, and I still might lean Joker at this point. Oh wow, there we go. All right, Tyler. So I, I think, what about Joker on the defensive end, like guarding Bam? They're going to put him in pick and roll. And, you know, Bam's got some offensive skills. I don't know what was going on in some of those games in the Eastern Conference Finals. But, you know, what do you look for on that side? Yeah, I think with Adebayo, he, it's just about trying to make him uncomfortable. And I think Jokic is able to do that. Even, I mean, I've been impressed. I don't think Jokic had a very good uh, regular season at all defensively. I think he kind of took a step back. Um, but maybe he was conserving energy for the postseason because I think he's been really good defensively um, th throughout the postseason so far. I mean, outside of game one where Anthony Davis had 40, I mean, he really made it difficult on him. And I think him and Adebayo were – AD and Adebayo were kind of similar players in that regard and just kind of their, their play style. They're kind of defense first and um, they're athletic. They like to use that to, to get shots off and get to the rim. Um, but, yeah, I think as long as Jokic is able to make things uncomfortable for Bam – um, I think he's even might have an edge on that on that side of the ball as well. I, I mean, it's pretty clear. I think Vinny's put it really well. Jokic is pretty matchup proof at this point, and I don't. I think the Heat are going to try to throw everything at them, and that zone they're going to try to throw at them. And that, that they played a lot against Boston. I don't think it's going to work at all against Jokic. So um, yeah, I'll also agree with the falling over toward toward Jokic side of things in that matchup. I realized that uh, this could be Jamal Murray's uh, clean Kentucky sweep. If they beat because Bam went to Kentucky, so that this would be the fourth series in a row that he beats a Kentucky guy. 
So uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, so let's talk bench. So, you know, the Nuggets, you got Jeff Green, you got Bruce Brown. I think Christian Brown may play a little bit in the series. We'll see. Uh, Miami, you got Kyle Lowry. You've got maybe Kevin Love. Um, does Cody Zeller see some time in this series? I don't know if Bam gets in foul trouble. So, Tyler, who's got the edge on the bench? Yeah, I think this is this is going to be really interesting because I think it all depends on Tyler Hero's health because obviously there's yeah. a report last night that comes out where the Heat, I think, are kind of expecting him to be ready to go for game – or at least try to give it a go um, for game three down in Miami. Um, I mean, even if they're down 2-0, they're going to – especially if they're down 2-0, which they, they very well could be. I think they're really going to try to throw everything at the Nuggets at home, um, and Tyler Hero will be a big boost to their offense. They haven't had him since he broke his hand in game one against Milwaukee in round one. Um, and I imagine he would come off the bench, even though he's mainly been a starter for them all season. But I imagine with an injury like that and how well the starting group they have right now has been playing, he'll come off the bench, um, which really could swing the series. I mean, if he's able to come back and be effective and just get hot for a couple games, we know. Um, I mean, he's another Kentucky guy, like you mentioned, Chris. I mean, oh, yeah. that's an interesting storyline. I was actually hoping to ask Jamal Murray about that at some point leading up, just kind of the him kind of taking the mantle as the, the champion wildcat in the postseason. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see, um, cause really kind of relegate Duncan Robinson back to, to very little playing time for Miami. Um, if, if Hero's able to come back, but yeah, I mean, it's all going to depend on what they can get from Kyle Lowry and, you know, they've even relied on guys like Haywood Highsmith, the former, you know, the from, from another former two-way guy, um, that played a little bit in game seven against Boston. So they're going to try to throw everything they've got off their bench at, at the Nuggets and you know what, they might actually have a slight advantage there. Um, if the Nuggets don't get anything from the the non-Bruce Brown bench minutes, because I think we're all pretty confident in what he can do for, for Denver. But, you know, Jeff and Christian have been kind of up and down, have their moments of both good and bad throughout the postseason. So, um, you know, Miami, that's there could be their one big advantage is the bench. We'll see. Yeah, I you know, I kind of had forgotten about Duncan Robinson, but he had some big shots in that series, and his shooting could definitely swing some stuff if Tyler Hero doesn't come back. So there's always that. Um, and also, you know, the Kyle Lowry piece is, you know, interesting because he is a champion. He does stuff on the court that will probably annoy people. So, you know, there there is that fact. But, you know, on the benches, Vinny, who do you got? Yeah, I think I'm going to lean Miami. Um, I mean, they've got more more options, more guys who have played at, at this level that are, that are coming off their bench at least. Um, I, and to, to Tyler's point, I think the Nuggets just haven't gotten enough consistently from Jeff Green or Christian Brown to feel like they have an advantage in that area. Bruce Brown, I think, has been consistently really solid throughout the playoffs. Um, but for, for the Nuggets to have the advantage on the bench, I think you'd need either uh, Jeff Green to hit a lot of those corner threes against the Miami zone or Christian Brown to really, um, you know, have a defensive impact. And maybe that comes against a guy like a Tyler Hero. Um, and it, and if Christian can make life tough for Hero in his return to the to the court, and, and you know, out and running. I think we can see no defense a shot to uh, to match the Heat reserves minutes. But I think, as it stands right now, I think Miami has an edge in that department. Yeah. Um, so let's move to the coaches, um, which is an interesting discussion because Malone has pretty much pushed all the right buttons, but Eric Spolstra is, I mean, he's Eric Spolstra. He's a legend in Miami. So, you know, right now, would you maybe give it to Malone, but overall give it to Spolstra? I mean, 
Spolstra was so confident after that game six loss. It was amazing to me where he was just like, well, we'll just go there and get it done. And then they just did. So, you know, who has the advantage there, Tyler? Sorry, I was muted there for a second. But uh, I don't think there's a bigger gap in terms of who what the coaching matchup could have been um, in terms of what the game seven outcome was in Boston. I mean, I don't think the Celtics fans are all already calling for Joe Mazzulla to be fired after kind of some pretty disastrous moments for him in the postseason throughout all, all three of their series. But, yeah, I mean, as much as I've been really, really pleased and impressed with Michael Malone and the entire Nuggets coaching staff has done throughout the postseason, I just – Eric Spolscher is one of the few guys um, that I would give an edge to right now over Malone just based off of his history, um, how long he's done it, how many times he's been in the finals – um, he, he, there's really nothing he hasn't seen from, from a big game perspective at this point. Um, and, you know, he's coached many, many different personalities and he's succeeded with all of them. I mean, he's coached the Jimmy Butlers of the world, the LeBron Jameses, the Dwayne Wades. Um, I mean, he's, he's coached it all. He's coached, you know, rosters with no star power and, and succeeded and got to the postseason. So um, right now you just have to give the, I mean, Eric Spolter, I think is a top three coach in the NBA right now. So I would, I would have to give the edge to Michael, uh, to him over Michael Malone despite the fact that I still think Michael Malone deserves all the praise for what he's done so far. So I, I read that. So Spolstra is the second longest tenured coach and Malone is the fourth. So we definitely have some experience. on the Yeah. So, uh, so Vinny, who do you got Malone or Spo? Yeah, I'm going to uh, agree with just about everything Tyler said there and, and give a slight edge to Spo just on the experience and the history there. Um, Echoing what Tyler said, I think Malone's been really impressive so far this postseason, and I think I think it'll be closer. I think Malone will be able to kind of bridge that gap just because he's got more solid answers. I guess. I mean, Spo. I don't. I don't know what Spo can do about the Heat not having a great matchup for Nikola Jokic, right. or the, the Nuggets being a great offensive team against his own defense. Um, so if he can, if he can draw something up, you know, if he if he goes. I don't out of box and one triangle and two and gets real wacky. Like maybe that's that's what it takes. <laughs> but I think Malone is just like in in Malone is better positioned to to have success this series. But I think just generally, Bolstra is rightfully regarded as as a better coach. And I think it's a matter of Bo being to Tyler's point a top three guy. I think Malone has kind of moved himself into the maybe top six, top seven range of, amongst NBA coaches, which is. No, no slight to him. I think he's done a great job, and I think he's deserving. And, and maybe uh, he can he can climb a couple more steps in these NBA finals. Yeah, the patience, you know. And Coach Malone talked about this the other day, like just the patience that the Nuggets showed with him. Like they had those seasons where they didn't make the playoffs, and a lot of. I mean, we saw the guys who got fired this year. I mean, the Nuggets could have very easily said, "Hey, we're going another way. You're not going to get us over the top," but they stuck with him. And, you know, it's paid off. This has been a long journey. You know, I for our special section, I did a timeline on how we got here and just some of the steps the Nuggets took to get there. Is, it's amazing. And they were patient, and I think they hope it pays off in the next couple of weeks. All right, so before we do predictions, which will come out in our special section as well, any uh, anybody you think you're going to see at one of these finals games that could surprise, you know, any random media member, any random stars? We did this for the Lakers series too, but – all I've ever heard is the finals is a different animal, and there's like 300 people on the court. So, Vinny, anybody, anybody think you're going to see randomly 
You gonna go talk to Stephen A? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I had my shot to to greet Stephen A in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Was, uh, he was seated a, a row and two in front of me, but uh, he spent most of the game taking pictures with fans. Ah. So I had a shot there if I wanted it, but that might have resulted in me losing your credential. Um, uh, but like you look at Miami and like, is it a, is it a pit bull? Is it a DJ Khaled situation? That would Rick be Ross. fun. Um, yeah, Rick Ross. And, and then in Denver, like, uh, you know, I, I think it's I think it'd be great if the Nuggets could get some of the the former guys back in town. I know Alex English put a tweet out hoping that you know some of those former guys would would get an invite back, or you know, I think Nuggets fans would love it. You know, if if Monte Morris or Will Barton made it, you know, guys who Gary Harris, guys who have have, have been a part of this buildup and, and have helped establish the culture. Um, and then I'm sure the rest of us around the state, you know, maybe Tyler specifically wouldn't mind seeing uh, Coach Prime in attendance. There you go. There you go. Tyler, you got anybody? I'm going I'm to ask a real tough question about somebody coming here in a second. But, uh, Tyler, go ahead if you got anybody. Yeah, I said Coach Prime uh, in the lead-up to the Lakers series. I thought he <laughs> might make an appearance in, at games one or two. Maybe we'll see. Um, you know, the Buffs are back on campus right now for getting ready for a summer ball. So um, maybe he'll pop down to one of these games. We'll see. Um, yeah, I would love to see Melo come back kind of on the – That was my Nuggets. question. You stole my the, thunder. <laughs> <laughs> the former, on the, along the, the former Nuggets point that, that Vinny made, I would love to see Melo back. I think that would be really cool just kind of immediately after the retirement. Um, you know, I think it, it's a little funny now that just kind of – with Jokic now, we might we might see two fifteens in the rafters or a, a co jersey retirement, which uh, would be kind of funny um, in, in a couple of years. But you know, I I think Bella would definitely be the coolest person to to see for Denver. I mean, Miami, you know, the who knows what you can see. I mean, they recently had the the Formula One race down there, and there was no limit to to how much star power was going to show up to that thing. And same, I think the same goes for the NBA finals. So I think. For for Vinny and and Paul, the the ones traveling down to Miami for games three and four, there'll be definitely some much more star power for them to see down there. I think. I think The Rock is from Miami. Maybe he'll show up, or Dwayne Johnson, whatever he, went, he goes he by. He went now. to the U. He played. He played. Football. Yeah, he played at the U. So I, I yeah. wonder if he'll show up. All right, let's do predictions. Since uh, I was going to ask about Carmelo, but I think I agree with you, Tyler. I think it'd be. I mean. I think some people need to realize what Nuggets basketball was before 2003. It was not pretty. They won 17 games the year before. So, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, like with Melo, like for me, someone who grew up on the East Coast, like not knowing much at all about Nuggets basketball or like the history of like the ABA and things like that and not really knowing much about like the likes of Alex English um, growing up, Melo was Denver basketball to me. He was what I always associated the Nuggets with growing up in the early 2000s. So I think – Nuggets fans should should appreciate him a little bit more for the, what he did here and kind of, like you mentioned, Chris, kind of raising the profile of Denver basketball. Any mellow thoughts, Vinny, before we go predictions? Um, yeah, I I don't know if the fan base is, is ready for that yet. It, it, it feels like there's still like a, a divide in terms of how, how they feel about Carmelo, and it might not be uh, – I just – personally thinking I'm not sure it's the best time for it like with it, this finals run should probably mostly be about the guys on, yeah. on the court now um, but I, I I think a, a return is warranted you know I think early next season you know you, you get him out here and you find a way to honor him 
Um, but it's going to be tricky because I think I think most Nuggets fans, and, and I think I agree with this, the sentiment is that Nikola should have the honor of being the first 15 retired. Especially if they and win. And then you come back. Yep. And then you come back. To put the the powder blue fifteen Carmelo Anthony jersey next to Nicola's fifteen, um, to to them and, and show appreciation to both of them. I just don't know if if Carmelo in the playoff or showing up for a final game if that would if that would really be great for either party because I mean just him announcing his retirement. What was that ahead of game one four. or two against four? It was game four. Right, ahead of game four, we were in Los Angeles for that. Um, that just felt, I think, funny to some people in terms of wait two or three weeks and, you know, announce your retirement during the offseason. So I think I think it might just be best for all parties involved if, if any big celebration of his career waits until uh, next year. All right, so let's go ahead and do predictions. Uh, I, you know, Vinny, thinking about it, you're probably right. Like, this needs to be this team's moment, not Carmelo's moment. So, uh, all right, let's go predictions. We will have those in the Denver Gazette special section. That will be available on Thursday morning, early Thursday morning. I think the predictions will actually go up sometime tomorrow afternoon online. I went Nuggets in five. D- Denver is just better than Miami. I just think Miami is going to be exhausted. I think the Nuggets can run them out of the gym in game one and two. Not, the Heat have not beat the Nuggets in three years. So there's that factor as well. So um, I will go Nuggets in five. Nicola's the MVP. Even though uh, plus twelve hundred Jamal Murray finals MVP, it's possible. It's a possible bet. You know, if he goes off for a couple thirty point games, you never know. But this has been Nicola's playoffs. He should win Finals MVP if they win. Nuggets in five. Nicola's the Finals MVP. Tyler, you're up. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I agree with just about everything you said there, there, Chris. I think. Vinny and I were talking about this the other day, kind of in the media room at Ball Arena, just getting the sense that this feels like Denver's year. Like, you know, these opportunities don't come around all that often, even for the all-time greats. Like, I think a lot of us believe that Nikola Jokic is an all-time great in this league. Um, You know, Giannis has made the finals once in his career. I mean, he took advantage of it and he won it. Um, But I think a lot of people would have had the Bucs as favorites to get back there the last couple of years, and they haven't. You know, they've lost. Um, earlier than, than people expected, um, you know, and maybe this is, I mean, Denver's not going to have the same team. Bruce Brown's not going to be here like next year, very likely. Um, you're never going to have, you might not have the same injury luck again. Um, the Nuggets have had pretty bad injury like the last couple of years, but, you know, they've managed to stay healthy this year um, with, with the likes of Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. and, and everybody on the roster, really. So they got to take advantage of this. And I, and I do agree. I think they're just better. They're going to, I think they're going to win in five. And I, I don't think this is a good matchup for Miami, despite all of the heat culture and the grit and whatnot. I just, I just like Denver in this matchup, and I think they're going to get their first championship, and Jokic will be the finals MVP. Vinny? Yeah, I'm just going to have to copy and paste everything you guys said. Yeah. <laughs> all, three of us, all three of us with Nuggets and five for largely the same reasons. The, the rest advantage, the Nikola Jokic advantage. I guess the only unique thought I have is, is Chris, you brought up the Jamal Murray Finals MVP odds. I, I am just of the opinion that he's going to have to, like, way over outperform Nicole yeah. Jokic for that award. Like, Nicole already has a built-in head start, I think, just because of the way the regular season MVP vote, MVP vote went 
and then just the level he's played at in the playoffs, it feels like, um, you know, Jamal would have to have some, you know, 40 or 50 point games or, uh, you know, buzzer beaters, that kind of stuff to, to make up for, for Nicola's head start, I think. Do you guys think these games at Ball Arena are going to be close? Not really. <laughs> okay. I mean, the Nuggets haven't lost no. at home yet this postseason. And uh, I think, I mean, games one and two against the Lakers were close ish. I mean, they could, I mean, the they fourth quarter of game two was pretty awesome when Murray went off. That game was close for that point. Yeah. I mean, the Nuggets are down by three heading into that fourth quarter. Um, and game five against Minnesota was close. I mean, Anthony Edwards had a shot to, to tie it to send it to overtime at the end of regulation, but I don't know. The Nuggets have just been a juggernaut at home so far this postseason. I don't see a world where they're not up 2-0 going back to Miami. Vinny, same thing. I mean, the win in five, they'll probably be up 2-0. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the plan, and I think it probably goes Nuggets win two at Ball Arena, and I, know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if both those are double-digit wins. It just feels like the Nuggets have a very good understanding of, of this opportunity the fans like just driving around Denver being out around town it feels like this city has picked up this team and I'm seeing more Nuggets hats and jerseys and t-shirts than I did in the previous couple of years so I think everyone's just kind of everyone's in on this together where this is the opportunity we can't let it slip and yeah dropping frankly dropping one of these first two home games would would be kind of scary I think if you're a Nuggets fan um so I think everyone's going to just come in and kind of have to have the mindset that we need that they need to dominate these first two games at home yeah you know this team has been very we take care of our business you know when we talked before game six against phoenix they went and took care of their business in la they went and took care of their business i just think they're focused they know it's their year they feel it they're ready to go all right, guys, uh, we will check in after game one. Uh, we will do these like we did during the Western Conference Finals where we break down each game and get you ready for the next one. Stay tuned for all of our special section coverage previewing the NBA Finals from these guys, from Paul Klee, from myself, all of that stuff. And just make sure to go to denvergazette.com for all your Nuggets needs. And, guys, we will talk after game one. Thanks, Chris. Sounds good. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Denver Gazette podcast. Make sure to visit denvergazette.com for all your local news on Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, and much, much more. We'll talk to you next time.